0: That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot
1: Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. John, what is this? What is this? The high yeah. gain is what it is. Oh my gosh, what do we talk about? We talk about guitars and all kinds of stuff. Pedals, tuners, yep, yep. block inlays, uh, yep. cool binding, yep. guitar stuff. All guitar stuff. Where are we recording, John? We, Ed, yeah. are in a basement again. Yep. Beautiful West Seattle. Yes. It's kind of like chocolate brown in the air. You it's know? like a
0: Marscape. Yeah. I believe yes. it is smoke from the forest fires in Oregon.
1: Yep. The end times, they're upon us, John. And that's cool. Uh Uh-huh.
0: We better find something to do with ourselves before it's too late, I guess.
1: Lock into a basement. (laughs) You know, you did an amazing job of soundproofing this thing. Because I know I've walked up to your house, and you've been playing through one of your Marshall amps, or one of your old fenders, or the new Orange. Yeah. Can't hear it, because you have soundproofed.
0: Yes. Note to self, viewers. Yep. If you're going to seal up a room super duper crazy tight for the purpose of sound, give a thought to ventilation. (laughs) This room
1: is super hot. It's getting a little smelly. It's just, it's sealed up for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's all right. We've turned the fans off for Uh you, the viewer. Yep. So you don't have to hear them. Yep there's a non-zero chance that because this thing is effectively airtight if we did two or three episodes yeah back to back like john and ed are dead in a basement
0: like for you the viewer i'm gonna make sure to check in with you ed yeah are you staying sufficiently hydrated i believe so (laughs) so
1: Is Ed? I have <laughs> several beverages next to me. Oh. I have a Thunder Road Guitars pint glass. Very stylish. Yeah. Filled to the brim with H2O. Straight tap water. Out of the tap, into my belly. The
0: straight tap. Yep.
1: You know, that's just the ultimate hydrator, maybe? I don't know. It could be. Then I've got a Safeway Signature Select <laughs> Sole berry-flavored, sparkling water beverage with other natural flavors. It's got zero calories. Yeah. How does that taste? Not great. You know, it is berry-flavored. That's good. Truth in advertising, it is berry-flavored water. Okay. Whatever. All right. What about you? What do you got?
0: I have a frosty cherry limeade soda.
1: Oh, we've had those before. We have. I
0: believe this is a... Oh, it's an orca. It's an orca, yeah. yeah of course. But the licensing authority on this one, Yeah. that is to say the original sure. creator of this frosty yeah. cherry limeade, is based in good old Detroit, Michigan.
1: Oh, you know, we have not checked in with Jan from Orca, Orca Beverages in, man, maybe a year.
0: We might have to just drive up there. Uh huh. And just start knocking on the windows.
1: Yep. She would know it's us. I bet they don't get a lot of guests. I bet it's exclusively Pacific Northwest Guitar Podcasts. That's who comes a
0: knocking. Yeah, probably.
1: So we should go up there.
0: We should. It's yep. a wellness check.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got to think if we just went up there with like a truck, you know, a flatbed truck. Did fill it. She'd just hook us up. Two beverages per
0: episode, Mm -hmm. an episode a week. Can you help us out here?
1: Yeah. Hook us up. Hook us up for a year. Exactly. Because we don't want to do that drive like every couple weeks. No. That's just a waste.
0: (laughs) That song, Ed? Yeah. By the way? Yeah. It's called Something Better. Okay. From the new, Mm. this year, 2021. Oh. Album called Outlier by guitarist, singer,
1: songwriter Emily Wolf. That's crazy because you're holding an Emily Wolf signature guitar.
0: Yes. Itself released just this year in March. This is an Emily Wolf Sheraton stealth guitar.
1: Both COVID releases. Yes. Great. You sent me that we were going to do that guitar and I looked at it and then I see it in person. I think I might kind of love it. If you told me it's kind of a matte guitar with gold hardware, I think I would make a scrunched up face at you. Scrunchy
0: face? Yeah. Can I see what that face might look like?
1: Uh, Is the
0: hardware aged on it? Yes. Okay. And so is the finish. Yeah. This is not a matte black finish. Oh, it's not? This is an aged gloss finish.
1: Okay. I mean, it looks pretty matty to me, but sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with aged gloss. And it's got those Trini Lopez holes. The diamond holes. Couple of
0: Trini holes. If you like this now. Yes. I think you're really going to like it when I tell you the story of the Sheraton model. Two humbuckers. Yeah. Two volumes, one tone, and a pickup selector switch.
1: Yep. I really like this.
0: Well, it all starts in 1928. You will recall, Ed. Yes. Our man Epipamon. Yep. You remember Epi? Epi. Epi, (laughs) Epi, yes. Uh, He takes over the family instrument business in New York City upon the death of his father. Okay. Sorry to say that Epi himself... The
1: whole family.
0: It's horrible. But as soon as he does that, he renames it Epiphone. Epi, of course, is his nickname. Right. And phone is Greek for voice. Oh. Fast forward to 1957, Gibson buys Epiphone. Right. First thing they do is move them out of Queens, New York, where they had been this whole time
1: commence fucking over epi's company yeah right i think that might be tldr commence the fucking
0: we can only be happy no i wouldn't say happy we can only take comfort oh solace solace in knowing that by the time this happened (laughs) epi was dead (laughs)
1: Okay, so it it has a happy ending. Uh,
0: He died in 43. Okay. So they moved them out of Queens, New York, where they had been ever since their father came over in the early days. They moved them to Kalamazoo with the rest of the Gibson Cats. Yeah. Michigan. And they were made there, these Epiphone's, this particular model we're talking about today, the Sheraton, until 1970. Made in America, made in Michigan, with the same woods as the other models. The other... Like 335. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's possible to get one from that era that's every bit as good. Just a different name on the headstock. That is correct. So what about the Sheridan? How does it come to be? Yep. It came out in the magic year. 58. 1958.
1: That's the year, everybody.
0: It came out alongside its other new arrivals.
1: Wait, no kidding. 58, you've got, of course, the 335. Yeah. Then you've got the V and the Modern and the Uh Explorer. 58, big year. Okay, I guess I'm just really surprised. I didn't know the history going into this. I forgot that the 335 came out in 58.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: so they released an Epiphone with the same body shape.
0: Same body shape. Here's the irony. They had not fully formulated the idea that Epiphone would be the lesser of the brand.
1: Yeah, that wasn't a thing initially, right?
0: Yeah, it wasn't entirely a thing, such that you could find more premium features on the Epiphone than you could on the original 335s. And this Emily Wolf signature has a couple of them. Okay. You see the neck is bound. Yes. You might notice it also has additional binding on the face. It's so wild. Of the fretboard. Yeah, that's so crazy. That was an original 1958 Sheridan joint. Weird. Also, the original Sheridans had fret inlays that were a combination of abalone and mother of pearl. Yep. Two different kinds of shell. Yep. Which this has. Although Emily's, instead of being a kind of triangle, hers is a lightning
1: bolt. Hell yeah. That's very rock and roll.
0: Yeah. They also had what was called a frequensator tailpiece oh the strings go over the bridge and then three of the strings enter the tailpiece further away from the bridge and the other three are closer yep that was the thing that the uh, 335 didn't have also the tree of life headstock inlay. Yeah. that was the thing that was on there in 58 i really like how this 2021 model retains some of those historically accurate things yeah that was 1958 and it came out and it did well they bought them in 57? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they really must not have had their marketing shit down. Like, why would you do that? Why would you release a 335 and a Sheridan?
0: I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. give you some cleanage here. Yep. Tone all the way up. I'm going to show you the bridge. Pretty bridgey. Quacky, spanky. Yeah, let's go in the middle. Tone down a little bit. Yeah, tone in the middle. Yep. And then up into the neck. That's nice. Love it. It sounds really good, doesn't it? 1961. Yeah. They start incorporating more of the Gibson parts and features into the Sheraton's. They're trying to merge the identities, I suppose.
1: It's also probably just easier manufacturing-wise.
0: It's weird, isn't it? Anything that might have made...
1: A differentiator. Yeah. (laughs) Get rid of it.
0: Yeah, sure. The tuners turned into Grovers like everything else. Yeah. Away with the Frequensator tailpiece.
1: So the Frequensator thing was on all of them at the time.
0: Yeah, that, or you could special order a Bigsby. 60, 61, 62, early 60s. What colors do you think this thing came in? There was a
1: natural, there was a cherry, and there was a burst.
0: That is correct.
1: Is that all of them?
0: Yeah. And it turns <laughs> out that the cherry was the least made of them. So if you find one of these early examples in cherry, you have one of the more rare instruments. Huh. Okay. I did not know that. 63... They elongated the headstock. We've seen examples of that, where the headstock seems like it's a mile long.
1: I gotcha, yeah.
0: The one on this Emily Wolf model is not that. This is a new profile Gibson has done just for this model. It's really nice. It fits the guitar very well.
1: There's a 69 Epiphone Sheridan. It's got the elongated headstock. It's got the frequenciator In cherry, $12,500. I think this thing's awesome. It's really nice. There's a weird thing that's probably in my brain. We can figure out if this is in anyone else's brain. Uh (laughs) This guitar I put in a weirdly different class than like Epiphone Les Pauls. Can't you get an Epiphone Les Paul for like 130 bucks or some shit?
0: Yeah, and somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure there never was an American-made Epiphone Les Paul. Sure, I think they were only ever made as overseas products.
1: I don't have the weird stigma in my brain about Epiphone and this body style, which is weird Where because is, this made? is it Korea or Mexico
0: or this is Chinese? Okay. Also on the back of the headstock, in contrast to the matte finish. Yeah. In gloss is her signature. Which is cool. And there is a picture of a wolf's head on the back. That's funny
1: because her name is Emily Wolf. Wow.
0: Yeah, see? What the hell here?
1: Is this about my pedal?
0: Yeah, this week, instead of Ed's pedals, yeah, we have a pedal that neither Ed nor I are particularly familiar with. Yeah. So, we'll figure it out together. Yep. What do we got, Ed?
1: Our friends at Thunder Road Guitars. Yes. Let us borrow a Fender pour-over envelope filter.
0: Pour like the pores in my skin? Mm, Pour over like a coffee.
1: Oh. Pour over coffee.
0: Right. Right? Envelope filter.
1: Yeah, it filters out frequency ranges, right? That's a rough thing of what a filter does. It can
0: filter them in or out.
1: Sure, sure. High pass lets the highs through. Low pass lets the lows through. Uh Uh-huh. And then there's a band pass. It kind of does that Ottawa effect a little bit. That makes sense. Your playing really feeds into it, maybe more than the other two, maybe?
0: I think you might be right, and I think this one also has distortion, right?
1: Yeah, it's got a distortion switch, but man, the cases on these fender pedals, that brushed aluminum...
0: It's industrial.
1: Yeah, they just feel like super good quality. And what are the knobs? On the distortion side, there's a tone and a gain, Uh huh. and then on the filter side, there's high pass, band pass, low pass, and then up and down which does something with like how filtery shit does filter stuff
0: i will tell you for the beverage song we did emily wolf's something better yeah we just set it to somewhere we thought was cool
1: (laughs) yeah you can do some really cool sounds with this thing this is band pass in up mode i'm playing with the frequency here
0: Very touch sensitive if I go really soft. But then, if I hit that,
1: I turned the distortion on. You can get some really cool sounds out of this thing. I'm going to go into the high pass. Okay. I'm going to go over to the low pass.
0: Okay.
1: And I bet with bass, it'd be a lot of fun too. Yeah. You know? One thing that seems like would be really great is a expression jack. Oh. Cause a lot of the cooler sounds came when I was like rolling through the frequency. Right. There you go. That's what I'd like.
0: That was the fender pour over envelope. Filter. Filter. There you
1: go. <laughs> I think Emily Wolf would love what you're doing right now. I think she would love what you're doing with that guitar. I think so. The build quality seems
0: really good, right? Yeah. For an instrument that's uh, overseas and at this price point this is very affordable. All the seams are solid, no sharp fret ends or anything you might find on an instrument that comes to you not completely set up or finished. Yeah. It's really great. I would recommend this if you wanted a 335-type thing.
1: All day long on reverb for $7.99. I love it.
0: I'd say this is a good bit. It really holds up if you hit it. So by the time 1970 comes around and they cease U.S. production of the Sheraton... How many Sheratons in total do you think they had made? 1958 mm-hmm. to
1: 1970. I'm going to say 2,432.
0: 621. Oh, my
1: God. I was ready for you to, like, double my number.
0: Remember I told you wow. you could get, instead of the regular tailpiece, a Bigsby? Yeah. To get one of those in cherry, Yeah. they made 20 of them.
1: Wow,
0: That's what makes that one kind of hard to find.
1: Yeah. Today, a 1958 Epiphone Sheridan is cheaper than a 1958 Gibson 335.
0: Almost certainly.
1: Right. And there are probably a tenth as many made.
0: To think that they were using the same wood. Right.
1: Probably very close to same dudes making them. I would not be surprised.
0: Yeah. In about 1979, they brought in the Matsumoku Boys. Remember those dadasses? For sure. 79 to 86. So that period of Japanese epiphones is going to be pretty good. Okay. You can still get a Sheridan today. Yeah. They're great guitars. As for Emily Wolfe herself yep she post dates most of this she was born in 1990 in raleigh north carolina shortly thereafter as a small child moving with her family to austin that's where she is to this day she began playing at age five it's pretty good
1: isn't that amazing it's (laughs) pretty good i was watching some videos of her and she's got a pretty great ace of spades cover she's pretty much a badass does she just play sheridan's
0: i think she does now
1: I saw videos of her, and they were older. They predated uh-huh. the signature model.
0: And she was playing Sheridan? And she was
1: playing Sheridan's.
0: Oh, there you go then. Yeah. These are venerable, to be sure. Yeah. Not only the Beatles stuff, but John Lee Hooker. Oh, yeah. He loved the Epiphones. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Every video I see of her, she is playing either a vintage Epiphone or one of her signature models.
0: So if you want something reasonable, that sounds fantastic, viewers. And it's just cool
1: looking. That matte finish with the aged gold hardware. Yeah, it's really nice. I feel like I've been going pretty buy heavy these days, but you know, I just dig it.
0: It sounds like we are unanimous. Yeah. It's not often we find something that we like the look of, we like the sound of, and it's at a reasonable price point.
1: Yeah. When we're playing this buy or deny game, I don't care how much the thing costs, right? Because it's all theoretical money anyway. I'm I'm probably not actually going to buy this guitar, but I might.
0: I find that I wear those multiple hats, too. Is it a buy for me personally? Maybe. Theoretically, yeah. Is it a buy as a recommendation to anybody listening? Yeah, buy it. Yeah. And that's it, Ed.
1: I dig it. I think we did a great job today i think we did a great job too
0: yeah i think everybody should go look at these yep and when they're done they should go to the yep like you do
1: we should send this to emily wolf and let her know we loved it and all our listeners should also bombard her get on her socials and just like oh yeah john and ed love
0: you and listen to the album outlier yeah it's really good yeah do all those things And then come back and tell us how that worked out for you. Cool. Tell us all the things Emily said for you to tell us.
1: Yeah, yeah. How cool we are. Yeah. Go away. Yeah. Stop bothering me. (laughs) Hey, that was great, Ed. All right. What do you say we talk again next week? I think we should do it. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.